0: hey traders david frost my strategic forecast you're here for another episode of common sense market analysis today is thursday january 27 2022 we're looking at a daily chart of the spy or spider which is the proxy for the s p 500 what do we have on the docket today well we have much of the same thing we had on the docket yesterday Let's reiterate some stuff. We'll see if anything new is jumping out off the daily chart, or any other chart for that matter. We have plenty to discuss. Right now, the market is really making one of these bearish, flaggish patterns. Even though we have a tail low with volume from this past Monday, the more time that passes that the market remains underneath the 200 period moving average, it begins to develop something different than a tail that should produce more upside. Also really termed a reversal that should produce more upside. Should doesn't mean always does. We use the 80-20 rule, the stuff that happens the majority of the time. The majority of the time, you're going to get more of a rally from this low. But here we are eating time off the clock in a bearish, flaggish kind of formation. So now the market comes down puts in a low, but then instead of rallying off the low, it stays down. In staying down, it's basically eating time off the clock down around these lows that will ultimately, unless they get going in the northern direction, that'll produce another leg to the downside. And here's the other thing. We know what is lurking in the downside. This is the weekly chart. We have the Shenanigans tail candle 365, 364, somewhere in that neighborhood, we have no idea the how, the when, even the if they get down there. However, it's something that I can't unsee. I already saw it. I've seen these before, so it's in my mind, which, as we know, is a very, very dangerous place to be. What do we have on the docket Friday morning? Is there any interesting information forthcoming, economic data, all that stuff? Well, as far as I can tell, I think we're due for some inflation numbers. Now that, coupled with the fact that Apple reports earnings today, after the close, while I'm making this video, Apple will report their earnings. Apple is a member of the Dow, the NASDAQ, the S&P, and countless other indices around the markets. So if Apple runs a goose operation, it's likely the market will follow. If Apple falls through the trap door, it's likely the market will follow. Whatever is discussed, if the market is moving as a result of Apple, whatever is discussed tomorrow morning from an inflation number standpoint will be fuel to the fire. Back to the weekly chart. Again, something else we're watching for Friday. Either they're killing the tape or they're trying to rally again. And if they're trying to rally again, Do they close above the 50-period moving average on the week? Remember, it's large swings in both directions. Therefore, they can move them, and they do, and they are moving them, a lot of points in a short period of time. The monthly chart. Monday marks the end of January. Are they going to close on the lows, or are they going to try a rescue operation in the last couple of trading days of the month? Food for thought. Sticky note stuff. 240-minute chart, same thing as the daily. It doesn't look pretty. Take notice of the trend and remember the jingle. The trend is your friend until she tosses your shit out the window. 120 chart, same routine. If you break back above some of this stuff, some of these pivots, and above the 20-period moving average, there's a chance that they can rally the tape. But while below all the moving averages, the trend is pushing price lower. That's the draw. It's either a draw or a push. However you want to look at it, the trend is pushing price lower. Something below is drawing price in. What do I mean by that? Well, there's always a destination. The market is headed to a destination. Whether we know how and when they're going to get to that destination is a different story. But having a destination, if it's lower than current price, is also something that's drawing price in. The hourly chart. You see, from a micro standpoint, you have a series of things going on here. So the market was eating time off the clock over here to run higher. Then it failed, creating a big breakdown candle. That was yesterday. Now today, what did they do? They ran a test of the higher end in the neighborhood of the breakdown candle high. Where have you ever heard that discussed before? Correct. Here, over and over and over again. Then in the middle of the day, they were deciding, are they going to go back up toward the high, or are they going to go back down to fill the gap? Well, you see what happened next, and then by the end of the day, they can't recapture the gap. So this is a gap that happened to be at 433.45. All this stuff is inside the numbers, but I'm kind of summarizing it for you. Not being able to recapture the gap puts the heat on the downside. The draw is down. The pressure is down. Underneath the moving averages is pushing price down. Now, as of the last few hours of the day, they're creating another micro-scale bearish flaggish pattern. See how this works? How about inside the numbers? We're going to take a look at the notes. We'll circle back to stocks on the move. Now, before I go further, let's just understand so we're all on the same page. What's the goal? Every day inside the numbers and inside the numbers live. The main goal is to make money. The secondary goal is to learn stuff. Doesn't matter whether we have one trade, two trades, three or four or more. Makes no difference. The object is make money, don't lose it. So I know for a fact there's a lot of traders losing money this week. I don't know if it's in a lot of trading rooms or by themselves, doesn't matter to me. I just know that that's going on out there. What I'm proud of is the folks inside the numbers and the folks inside the numbers live in the room are making money. There's been a lot of traders that have had what I'll call blockbuster weeks this week alone. I just want to put that out there. It's important information. Happy Thursday. They did the thing where they kill the tape overnight. Didn't work. They're back to the flat line. Bullish tone at zero, dark 30 as a result. The numbers shape up like so. Remember 427.75. You'll see this come up inside the numbers again. They didn't get there today, but they started looking like and opening the door to get to that number in the afternoon session as they were very, very weak. Either way, it's an important number. Bulls need to keep price above. This is early in the morning, zero, dark 30. You have to take a 30,000 foot view of the tape until things narrow down later. Now, here we go. The sell off yesterday post Kabuki creating a big time breakdown candle. The bulls need to keep price above 433 to begin the road trip up north toward a top portion around 441 or so. That number will rise a little bit later. It's really like 442, it's a tweener. In between is where they wound up. Continue to see wide swings in both directions as prescribed. All right, let's see what we have as the day begins to get underway. We've got a little pre-market goose operation on our hand. The reason I keep pointing to more rally. That's what they keep trying to do. And then later in the day, they keep failing. That's not good. It's how you close them that's most important, not how you open them up or even trade throughout the day. So closing them poorly each and every day is not in the bull camp. Now, by 9.15, you see what's going on as they climb the breakdown candle. 4.39 and a quarter, give or take, should be some overhead resistance. On the way to 4.41 to 4.42, know thy numbers. 9.15 a.m. Need I say more? 5-minute chart. 4.41 is the line. There you have it. They got up to a high of 4.41.59 In between, and then that's where the other side began for the rest of the day. So what did they do? They ran a test of a breakdown candle high, and they were rejected. Now, you don't know they're going to be rejected before they get to the high. Sometimes they run sideways near the high, and then they go higher. So we don't know until we know, but what we do know is, on the first run up there, more often than not, you're going to get some kind of a reaction in the other direction. That's not new information. Now, pay attention to this one. Still pre-market. Market's not even open yet. Let's say they run an early shakeout operation. Where would the buyers show up? 436.35 down to a spike of 436, which is the early spot of interest. Yep, that's what comes next. There you have it. 436.35, 436. This trade was taken in the room by Jordan. I think he got in at 435.50, as did I. We got in again at 436. That was a wiener. I mean, you get pick of the litter. They made a high of 440.38 off that trade. The moves are redonkulous. 9.33 in the morning, nice trade on TER. That's one of the stocks on the move. They gave the minimum required base hit right away. I believe Jordan got that one in the room. I know Jordan got at least one, I think two, SPY trades or ES trades in the room. And I think he missed one of the other trade stocks on the move. But there were plenty of other traders both in the room and just inside the number members that participated in that one. We'll circle back to those. The reason why I want to bring this up is because people are making money. doesn't matter what the market's doing. We manage through Any market environment, we're moving along. You can pause the video, read the notes, go back to the chart to double-check the work. But as you can see, I gave you the numbers early on. There's more numbers here. Those that are interested will certainly pause the video, read the notes, and go back to the chart to double-check the work. I want to give you the foundation of what's in the content right from the morning get-go. If you're active in the market during the trading day, then you owe it to yourself. To test it out, 10:38. Remember, 4:36. It was 35 over on the board before. Now it's 4:36.50 down to 4:36. Same thing. It's still support. That was at 10:38, 10:45. And there's your rip from support around 4:36 to 4:36.50. Nice trade if you took it. I think Jordan took this one in the room and then another one later. I'm not a hundred percent sure, but I know he made money on both ends. Stocks on the move and the SPY or ES trades, as did other traders. And again, pause the video, go back to the charts, double-check the work. In the interest of time, I'm going to scroll up the rest of the notes. You can do those on your own, and then we'll check out the stocks on the move list, the ones that did hit their price targets. We'll look at Billy is one of the ones that is a gift that keeps on giving, AMD and TER. The rest did not hit their price objectives. They're off the board. They're no trades. First one we'll look at was Billy getting a haircut at the open bell. Guess what? $30.22 on the board bright and early. They spike it by a few pennies. Have a rocket ride in the other direction. Look at the high over here. 32.50, give or take. Off an entry at 3022 minutes earlier. How you doing? They came back down later, but who cares? The trade is over. T E R is another one. It did the deal off the 108.50, came up short of the next number, and then you see what happened later in their day. But this one had a bounce to a high of 112 off an entry at 108.50. It's 3 dollars 5 That's more than the minimum required base hit. That's pulling into second with a stand-up double. How many days in a row do you have to see this kind of stuff to say, hey, wait a minute, they're onto something over there? Just saying. AMD was really a no trade. It hovered over the number. Creeped into the number. We don't want these. It comes in at lunchtime after creeping into it all morning long. That's not the kind of setup we're looking for. With an SPY trade and two other trades under your belt, you're not taking this trade around lunch. You're enjoying the profit in your pocket. We treat this as a business. What's going on over in Camp IWM? Guess what? They finally came into the 191. Now, it's really showtime for the IWM. If they give up this low, this is your new Irene number. What's the Irene number? It's Goodnight Irene once again if they give this up on a daily close. That's Monday's reversal. IWM is my favorite market-leading indicator for a reason. What's it doing now? It has relative weakness even against the SPY, the Dow, the Qs. It's melting away, and it's not the only one. We'll get to the second one later. When you look at the longer-term weekly chart, what would happen if they give up this area? They start getting below the 100-period moving average. The next order of business is going to be around 175, 176, and then, oh, by the way, just below that is a 200-period moving average. So somewhere in that zone is the next stop in the southern direction For camp IWM participants. It's either. Rescue operation sooner than later. Or good night Irene. Again. The Q's. Same position as the SPY. They either have to get going. Or they're going to give up Monday's low. And if they give up Monday's low. That's Irene 2.0. What about the folks down at the transportation department? They're my second favorite market leading indicator. But. A number one. Canary in the coal mine. They've given up Monday's low. My favorite canary in the coal mine. So based on this chart, what's this chart telling us? This chart is telling us the other markets are going to give it up. This is number one. This was the first one across the thing. First one to jump in the pool. That's just how we read it, taking the market at face value, We're the umpire calling balls and strikes. Under normal conditions, Monday's candle is a reversal candle on good volume. You, generally speaking, will have higher prices. But guess what? This is what I am afraid of happening in the SPY and other markets. And if it does, it's Irene. And that's the rubber band. And that's where I can't unsee that 365, 364 number from the other day. How about the financials? Flip side of the thing. They look different than the transports, completely different. They're nowhere near Monday's low. It's diverging information. We take each market at face value. We're the umpire calling balls and strikes. The financials are at nearly in the same position as some other stuff, namely the transports, IWM, and there's one more, which we'll see in a moment. Still bearish, but not as bearish as the others. And this was the other one, Smash Mouth. So look where the close was. Closing price, $256.69, Monday's low, $257.24, closed below the low. So two markets closed below Monday's low. Smash Mouth, which is a pretty good proxy for the tech space as a whole. And then you have the transports, which is a pretty good proxy for. The whole market as a whole. It's my second favorite market leading indicator, a number one canary in the coal mine, and it finished below Monday's low. So you have to look at this and see what I see. The awareness is, the goose operation, the trick-trap fool frustrate crew, short squeezes, pies in the face, all that stuff. We're aware of all that stuff, but we're taking this at face value. Apple's out with their earnings. I saw it out of the corner of my eye. And guess what? They're ripping it up after hours, which the market is following suit. We don't know what we're going to get by the time you wake up Friday morning. Anything goes. Just wanted to point out since we discussed it before. Have I told you how much I appreciate each and every one of you? Without you, these videos are not possible. That is true and accurate information. We're pulling the ripcord here today. I'm David Frost, my strategic forecast.